1: It up while your feet are stumping and the jam is pumping look ahead the crowd is jumping good evening and welcome to this week's episode of this week's episode i'm your host this week karen randazzo and with me as always is sardonic documentary host Chris Rantazzo.
2: I just don't give a fuck about people from ancient
0: Greece.
1: Specimen of early man, Evan Goldstein,
0: turned into a mummy of the Scooby-Doo fame.
1: And expert in anal bleaching, Angie (laughs) Fernott. Philosophy is basically thinking about thinking. (laughs) This is episode two hundred sixty-six for the week of July fifth, twenty twenty-three. Tonight, we'll be discussing the first episode of Kunk on Earth, entitled In the Beginnings. But before we get to that, here's your weekly reminder that you can get in touch with us at mail at geekaid.com. Tell us your favorite documentary. Tell us your favorite era in Earth's history. Tell us about the greatest invention in all of mankind. Tell us anything you want. Just put this week's episode in the subject line, because we always want to hear from you, the listener. Hey, guys. How's it going?
0: hey hi the answer is saran wrap that is the best creation ever
1: okay fair Mm. enough i thought it would be aluminum foil (laughs) yeah
0: now that's gonna be stuck in my head that was a mistake so i I, you did it to us (laughs) what i end up doing is so like because angela and i are in a separate room and i want to make sure that her volume is enough i just pick a youtube video so that i say hey how's that sound and she goes. Good, and then no matter what it is, it just we continue playing it because I usually pick something fun, <laughs> and we started the evening with Weird Al. I
1: approve. So we did.
0: <laughs> was, so at at this weekend, I don't. I unfortunately, while while Chris and I were hanging out, he had wandered away from the booth, and um, the honest to God, the best Weird Al cosplayer I had ever seen. Like, he was so natural that he could have been Weird Al's stunt double. Like, he was perfectly cosplaying Weird Al. And when I called him over, I said, hey, just real random question. Like, do you, did you actively, like, try for this? Or is this, like, your normal look? And he goes, how do you want me to answer that? I went, I don't, I don't know. He goes, well, here, I didn't have to go very far. To get <laughs> this look, and I went. That is fucking amazing. <laughs> so it was a good Excellent. weekend, all in all. I
3: think it's perfect.
0: Got to love a good weird out cosplay. Oh, how you guys doing?
3: Got to see
1: a lot of good. Uh, settling into the summer routine.
3: Yeah, yeah. how's you know, that like,
1: going? We're like many working parents who work from home. Just like I don't know what the fuck to do with all these kids all damn day. <laughs> They sure do need all the snacks and all the attention and all the energy. Yes, sounds perfect. <sighs> yeah, it was like I don't think I even lasted a day before I was went to my friends and I was like, I just need to give up on the idea of them eating anything healthy at all, right? <laughs> like they just they just want snacks on snacks on snacks, and I gotta roll with it, right? And they were like, Yeah, yeah. um, we've been doing unlimited snacks and screen time since like. COVID? so well, i don't know what you're trying to do
0: <laughs> what kind of weird plan you're coming up with but you're all making you're making us all look bad. stop it
1: <laughs> silly me taking the uh, summer enrichment suggestions from school seriously i just need to be Summers letting them drop their brains on
0: youtube stop it
2: it's all about surviving <laughs> it is
1: yeah we're doing all right well we're starting to get into a rhythm with that
2: yes yes we are certainly doing that I am a. I had the week off from my crazy Zelda video escapade last week. Nice. And it is. It occurs to me that you know. If as long as I'm not doing one of those, then I can handle life. <laughs> <laughs> but I have two left. I got uh, one coming up next week, and then the the grand finale, which is going to be a, a big old bowl of fuck you. Uh, that's the that's in two weeks. So. But I banked a couple of other videos, so if I need an extra week, I'm just going to take it, because that's the kind of guy I am. Yeah, you prepared. That's what it sounds yeah. like. <laughs> other than that, you know, I got to go to too many games and see Evan in the flesh. Yeah. And help him sell t-shirts, which was super fun.
3: Yay!
2: <laughs> Walked around and, and sur- desperate search for a stupid Sega Genesis game, which I found and took home and played. And it was awesome. was it
0: everything you hoped for
2: oh it was i haven't played this game in so long it is james pond underwater agent it is uh it is quite silly it's a fun
0: little game when chris said to me like this this is the game i'm hunting down and i went why Why? (laughs) what because (laughs) i wanna and then there was another friend of of chris's was at the show and he came over and he's like yeah i was here yesterday and i looked through the whole show and i didn't find it not once and i could see the look of despair quickly shine upon chris's face like nope i'm gonna relook everywhere
2: (laughs) and i did i checked every single booth in the entire building and i found the only copy of the game in the entire convention and i bought it for 15 dollars yeah. dues.
3: Please excuse me, everyone, but my cat is chasing a cricket, and I need to go
2: take care of this. Okay, you go handle that. Okay. <laughs> See, the problem with asking a bunch of people who sell these retro games at these cons, because like not all of the people who are selling these games are uh, gamers. Yeah, no, they're, they vendors, really, yeah. They're, yeah, they're, they're vendors. Yeah, they're vendors. They've amassed large collections of things that they don't know or care about. So when I'd ask these people for James Pond and for Sega Genesis, they'd be like, oh James Bond, right? So James Bond I was like, no, no, James Pond. He's a fish. And they'd look at me like, What? <laughs> like, yeah. It's a sec t- there's a whole series of these games. Like, seriously, you've never even heard of James Pond and you're selling all these retro games? I did find a copy of James Pond three. Okay. Uh, and then I also found a copy of uh the uh what is it uh some sort of, it's like a weird fish themed Olympic games starring James Pond and the Aquanauts. But the Ooh. original James Pond was very hard for me to track down. God, this is driving me nuts. What's the subtitle for James Pond 3? Three? <laughs> 3. I
3: can't James believe these Pond are real conversations. Pond 3.
2: Operation have. Starfish. That's what it is. These are the conversations James they have every two week on was, uh, Robocod. <laughs>
0: Like yeah. Robocop, but, but he's a fish.
2: Just
1: no, like it's RoboCop. more funny when, funny when you explain, when it. You explain them, honey. Yeah.
0: Yes. This is why Chris and Dad go to like one thirty in the morning because of conversation's like this. Like that's, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> For more You're of welcome. this talk, please check out SAG Stone yes. Age Gamer.
3: <laughs> Moving on, guys. It's not really? dead. I thought the cricket was dead, and it's not dead, and I don't know what to do.
0: Make it of the dead variety. It's a uh... cricket in the house, honey. Listen, bugs outside are fine. They just don't come in. Not allowed in.
3: Owen was really cute. He was like facing off with the cricket, and I thought he was going to do something. guarantee will lose. Yeah. You know what he did? He looked at me, and he was like, Mom. And I was like, come on. I don't like killing bugs.
0: You just don't like killing things. It has nothing to do with it being a bug, though.
3: That's true. I don't like killing
1: things. <clears throat> Sorry. The saga continues. It's, it's the cricket wars. The sacrifices we make for our children, bury or not. Yeah, it's true. (laughs)
0: Uh, uh, Being away, like, okay, so right before we left, okay, (laughs) okay. (laughs) We haven't purchased a lawnmower since we've moved here into the house. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, conveniently, our very old next-door neighbor... Repairs mowers and when I first we first moved here, I I asked him, hey, where do you, where can I get you know just cheap on a little push mower, and he's like, oh, don't worry about it, I'll I'll mow it for you, and I'm like, no, I'm really really not comfortable with the thought of you possibly dying while mowing yeah our that lawn. was like,
3: evan's thought not like oh that's so kind thank you neighbor oh, no, for this like, charitable like, act really it was old, like honey really he's gonna die on really our lawn old, like on his hot. little riding motor yeah. and i was nope. i was like what, no or mower excuse me not motor
0: so he he did it a couple times for us very appreciative we thanked him very much <laughs> i brought over some bread and whatnot but um it had been a while, like it had rained a couple of times, and it, the, the lawn had gotten a little long,
4: and yeah then fucking we guy
0: left. Just
3: decided not to take care <laughs> of it anymore, you know
0: we went away for a week, and I was like, ah, it'll be fine when we get back, either our neighbor will have mowed it, or I will take care of it so uh, with fingers crossed, I came back and damned it was not mowed I still ha- it was still here, so today, I went out and purchased a lawn mower, and with the thought of It's a small enough lawn that I should just get a regular small push mower. It'll take me about a half hour, 45 minutes, and we'll be done. (sighs) With the length (laughs) and the heat and the not self-propelling, like, that was so many mistakes on top of mistake, on top of mistake. But... I conquered my front lawn today and I was very proud. I was also very sweaty and it was, it was like 92 degrees here today. It was nuts. But for the first time since we moved in, I mowed our lawn. I feel like such a home. Congratulations.
2: Right yeah. I mowed our backyard this morning.
0: Nice. So I was
2: also very sweaty. Yeah. Right. I tried a new method. I've been, ever since we built the playground in the backyard, it's thrown off my geometry because you know, you, you you look the do yard it and you're like, all right, well, I got to mow what 's the most efficient way for me to move where I don't have to turn around so much? How, how am I going to get this done fastest with like mm-hmm. the most amount of straight lines? Because if
1: you could be one thing, you should be
2: efficient exactly sure. you can be one <laughs> thing you should be efficient but so i'm looking at this ever since we put the the playground up in the backyard, it kind of threw off the the geometry of the yard, so what I wound up doing today was doing just straight lines, turning around each time, and it wound up being a lot faster because I was able to kind of, like, work around the playground and then take the whole side... My, the back, my backyard is kind of shaped like an L, mm-hmm. so I was able to take, like, the whole, like, L side of the yard in these really big, long, straight lines, uh, where usually I kind of uh, separate into these little quadrants, you know? I'd be like, mm-hmm. all right, I'm gonna do this area, and then I'm gonna do this area. This time I just did the whole thing, straight lines all the way across and because of the goofiness of the playground i actually wanted to be in a bit faster nice Both very efficient nice
1: and that's all we have for you on our lawn mowing <laughs> podcast don't worry this is if
0: you also missed you here i'll talk to dan about it on friday there it is that's this is also <laughs> another reason why dan and chris <laughs> go till 1 in the morning cuz you know we're cutting into their lawnmower talk
3: <laughs> i fail to see the problem with this i mean honestly if you're going to talk about something talk about lawnmowers you might help lawn care. people
0: you know gardening yeah I've heard a lot.
3: (laughs) Listen, if anyone wants to talk to me about gardening, especially in the South, please do, because I'm about to lose my mind with the amount of plants that I've lost down here, and I Mm. used to think that I had a green thumb. Well, apparently it was only green when I was in the North, and the South is out to get me.
0: I mean, our succulents are thriving.
3: Are they, though?
0: Yeah, they are.
3: They're not. Mm -hmm. I have one that's, like, literally dying. I can see it. It's six feet away from me. It's making me so sad. So what have
1: you guys well, been don't watching? Don't ask me because I've killed cactus. <laughs> Amazing, nice. Yes, but as Evan has been, was saying, uh, what have you guys been doing in the world of TV? Oh, television! What is that? I anymore? can go
0: first because I'm the only one who's going to probably talk about an older, older. <laughs> I for some reason started a rewatch of New Girl, and mm-hmm. um, I, I Jake Johnson Nick. Is my spirit He's so animal. Great. He oh is, my god. <laughs> he, I love I love Nick. <laughs> there there's at least I'm gonna say a third of every episode makes me laugh. Like borderline uncontrollably because of just because of Nick. Close second is Schmidt. Everybody else it. is is, you know, meh. But those two characters, oh, make that show so entertaining for me. Like uh, there's so There was an episode that I recently watched where everybody ended up at a party at Prince's house. Yes. Yes, the artist formerly known as Prince. And uh, Nick and Jessica are talking to each other outside. And, you know, there's confusion about, you know, their relationship and whatnot. And all of a sudden, Prince shows up and he asks them a question. And they both freeze and look at him. And then Prince goes, Oh, my apologies. I did not give you enough time to properly freak out. (laughs) <laughs> Proceed, and then they both freak out. they like, <laughs> and Nick passes out.
3: <laughs> but the way he does it, like there are gifs of him doing it because he's like, ah, 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 <laughs> and then he just fucking falls over. And like he just, but he like noodles when he faints. Like he his like whole body wobbles. Like it's amazing. It's like. A full commitment to the act, and honestly, I think it represents the internal scream I have every time I see somebody I look up to in the art world, so, like...
0: That speaks it's, volumes, too, I get it. Yeah.
3: Yes, it is just the most perfect thing. I think the thing about Nick is, like, he's such a relatable, but also, like, normal dude.
2: Mm-hmm. And, then and also like, completely abnormal.
3: <laughs> yes,
2: Because like he's totally normal until he's like (laughs) until he walks out of confrontation. Mm
3: -hmm. (laughs) Until he talks about banks and how he stores all of his bills in a box and then hides it in a closet and pretends it doesn't exist. Or how he doesn't wash his towel because towels don't need to be washed.
2: He's so completely unhinged. I I love him. He's yeah. one of my favorite TV characters ever.
1: Yeah, that guy is severely under under famous.
2: Yeah, yeah. He, he needs to work a lot more. I mean, like, I mean, he's in the these fricking Spider Man, and nobody knows
0: it. But he's yeah. the best version of Spider Man. Yeah. on that, like, it's the most like relatable and like true to comic book version in that movie. And it's just by his voice because you could when you hear his voice you see him and you're like yes he is a he has that like
2: (laughs) weathered Spider-Man yes he's been Mm -hmm. through it he's he's a bit downtrodden it's a goober
0: I always forget the name so I just call them goobers like Mm. that's Nick
4: (laughs) yes yeah
0: so yeah that's what that's what I was doing before heading out to the show and then when i was at the hotel unfortunately i didn't have access to my nefarious means and i had to watch amazon prime and i started watching chuck so
1: hey oh <laughs> yay chuck
3: yeah that was a weird one to go back to i gotta tell you because i i the first time i was all ooze and ahs, and then we went back into it and i was like oh, this is really not so good
0: i noticed the difference between the new the, the, the show's New Girl and Chuck is Chuck has a bunch of really good episodes and they are sp- spaced out. New Girl has a bunch of good scenes per episode and, mm-hmm. that, and that's like, it's not a great episode, but like there's some really funny things that happen in each episode kind of, kind of situation. It's
3: a really strong show overall, honestly.
0: And, you know, Chuck was lightning in a bottle back in the day and it was relatable for, you know, those awkward human beings that you know grew up as being a geek and or a nerd, if you will, and you know, that that spoke to a lot of people and it's still like I still watch it and and relate pretty heavily, except for the whole spy shit. But other than that, you
3: know, You don't relate to being a spy? What? No. No. <laughs> this is
0: news to
1: yeah, me. Yeah, Chuck holds up pretty well except for like the um Lester and yeah, but uh, they, was the other guy. they
0: weren't even Jeffrey. good then. <laughs> they were yeah, so
2: not cool. It's hard to it's hard to say that it holds up when it never you know stood in the first place. Correct. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say.
1: Um, and we recently did a a new girl rewatch not that long ago either, and kind of fell in love with it all over again. Mm-hmm. What a wonderful show.
0: Yes. Yep. So yep. That's what I would. That's what I've been. We actually watched a couple of episodes before.
1: <laughs> so good what about you wifey oh me oh yeah you're
3: you the wifey i am the wifey (laughs) um what have i been watching okay so i've been watching more of poker face nice by the way the fucking theme song should just be lady rawr like let's let's go um (laughs) it's not My
1: daughter is a big Lady Gaga fan, and whenever that song comes up, she has this annoying habit of coming up to me and poking me in the
0: face.
3: I love your daughter. She's a supervillain in the making.
0: (laughs) I get it. Poker face. I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh, my God. I
3: married him. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, um, I have watched...
0: Do you want me to tell you?
3: Five, six... Nope. Six episodes...
0: You're on episode six right now. Yes.
3: Yes. Well, I'm, I'm, I, yeah, I'm far enough at the end of it that I know how it ends. So I'm, I'm counting it as watched. So basically like after the first episode that we had all watched where she goes and like flees the casino. Do you guys remember Mm -hmm. all that? Yes. Okay. Um, so, for anyone who doesn't know, it's a show about this woman, Charlie Kale. She has this really weird ability to tell when somebody's lying. Like, always. Um, and she gets caught up in something in the first episode. And then basically has to run for her life. Um, so, on the second episode, she is still in the ru- on the run. Um, and she... The way they open it is basically... They do it with every episode. There's something happening. They reveal the plot. They reveal the person who dies. And they reveal how they died and who did it. And then they sort of just cut to the next scene. And it's like three to two to four days earlier or whatever. And it'll be like Charlie is in the scene and the thing hasn't happened yet. And they'll show you all the stuff that led up to it with her Mm -hmm. in it. It's mm. really cool. So like you see this whole thing happening and then like in one of the episodes, she's basically like there in the background of what happens, but they just have her like off camera. Um and so like it's really cool how you'll go through and you'll watch and be like, All right, well, how are they gonna work her into this? And then they do. And <laughs> oh God, sorry guys, I'm so tired. Um And then they do, and then, like, she'll eventually, you know, like, figure out what's going on and call bullshit on people, but she's on the run, and so, like, she can't necessarily involve the police every time, so she finds ways to get the police involved creatively and then disappears and slips out before they show up, and then also before the guy pursuing her shows up because he wants to murder her. Um, But it's cool because, like, the second episode, she's at a pit stop and, like, there's a legit fucking sociopath. And, like, you, you just, like, when he gets his comeuppance, you're just... It's so satisfying. Um, the third one is, like, a barbecue joint. And that one's really interesting because um, the way that that one takes place, you just kind of, like... I don't know. You just build more respect for her because she she learns different skills and trades as she's going. Cause she has to kind of be under the table and off the radar for everything. But the way she just connects with people in every episode, it's beautiful. Like, it's really interesting how there's like this wonderful human connection. Unfortunately, she just t- tends to connect with people who end up being victims. Um And that's really sh- it, like shown in the fourth episode because in the fourth episode, she meets a musician. And honestly, y'all like, oh it's so annoying and i have i have a bias we know i have a bias evan i'm sorry i love you Mm -hmm. i date a musician once it was a mistake chris i love you i think you're great but like you have that in your background i'm not judging you for it but it's there but you're not like a musician musician like that like no i'm i'm
2: not (laughs) i stuck out like a sore thumb but
3: like i don't know how else to say it like sorry to all of you musicians out there but like I dated a musician. It sucked. I wouldn't do it again. I don't think there's a redemption arc there for musicians in my story. Also, because I'm married, but like, just in like the As I judgment.
0: Put down my guitar that I've been learning how to
3: play. <laughs> I would be so turned off. Um,
2: <laughs> so yeah, Evan's actually, Duke Silver.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I would then be turned on. I take it back. Um, <laughs> but yeah i just like this guy like reminded me so much like he was this this guy who's a drummer and he's like heavy fucking metal man yeah and like the thing where he's like just so over the top and into it and constantly creating and doing like like he's just so into it like he doesn't like to wear shoes and he's dirty and he's gross and like he's just like like his whole like heavy metal outlook is just i don't know everything about him is ridiculous but you can tell that like he's just a dude that like doesn't fit in in society and this is like all he wants to do and he feels really passionate about it but he just cannot i don't know he just like can't function and as a normal person and some people are like that and she just has this knack for being like yeah you're fucking weird but like i'm cool with it you can ride with me whatever and like she genuinely like cares about him and I just love that she's this very like I mean in the first episode they introduce her like she's this trailer trash person who's like living in the desert and doesn't have a lot of money and you realize it's because she doesn't she's not like first of all it's not a thing like well I guess there are trash people but she's not like trailer trash like that's just such a bias and it's such a derogatory thing she's just a person who was living comfortably with not having a lot and was okay with the life that she had and was just making the best of things and like she just didn't want for anything you know like she had had adventures and now she was just doing her thing and she genuinely connects with people and she cares about those people and in every episode she manages to do that and it's just like it's really amazing I don't know I just like (sighs) <sighs> Natasha Lyonne, right? That's her name. Mm-hmm. Like, she's she's just phenomenal. I, I She just has this, like, very down-to-earth vibe where she, like, on camera seems like she is so authentic. Like, this character that she plays just genuinely gives a shit about people, and then she calls bad people on their bullshit, and it's just awesome. Um, but that episode, I think that was the one that really, like, hit me the most because he was just such an out there dude. Like he wrote a song using like candy and ketchup packets and like rappers from all this weird shit and t- picking words off of each one and putting them together. And it helped him form lyrics. And it was like a fucking ridiculous song. And it was so good. Um,
0: It's weird. I'm sorry.
3: <laughs> it really was. And then like the episode after that, she's in a retirement home and you think that these two women are like, These fucking ridiculous badass ladies that like they don't fit in, and you you think they were like protesting in like the civil rights movement, you find out they were fucking domestic terrorists. Jesus Christ! Yeah, (laughs) Uh, and then that was going right, like the just the direction the show goes in, and then the last one she's working that I've seen, she's working at a fucking dinner theater, and like. Oh my God, it's just so fun how they play on tropes. Like some of the caricatures that they have are just absolutely ridiculous and the casting is always wonderful. But they go in a lot of different directions with these episodes in every episode. It's just, here's a murder, here's a mystery, Charlie's gonna solve it, and then she's gonna move on. And I'm really enjoying it and I'm getting close to the end of the season and I don't know where it goes next. But I just, I can't say enough about it. I just, I love the fact that she's just kind of like yeah, okay, whatever, all right, like, yeah, I'm on the run, but it's cool. Like, she just, I don't know, I feel like she just embraces life for what it is and never takes anything for granted, and I really just love, love, love the way this character is written. Um, So, yeah, it's cool. I want to know if anyone else is watching it, because I, I'm genuinely enjoying it, and um, that's all I got.
1: Well, I'm glad to hear that it, like, took off from the place where we left it
3: yeah i wasn't yeah, sure it where it like was gonna go show. yeah it was and it was weird too because i was like how is this gonna work you know like
0: a- in essence became like a murder of the week or a monster yeah. of the week kind of situation yep. which is like kind of a procedural. The, the perfect way for that show to go because she is like she's a chameleon when it comes to acting like she can fit herself into any part and it's every time that i sit down and i start watching it like she just she does a really really good job. I always liked her as an actress.
3: <clears throat> yeah, there's an episode when the, uh, in the dinner theater uh the most recent episode that I was watching where the one of the scenes the little woman who's like the director and also of course the star of her own show. She's kind of like, you know, her prime, prime has passed and she's trying to recapture her glory and she just goes off on Charlie, like fucking flips out on her in the kitchen in the middle of all the rest of the staff and then she's just like yeah and like she's completely unfazed and the thing is like you know she's kind of reacting internally but she's able to kind of keep her cool and it's not like my internal reaction which would be like internal screaming crying and shame for her it's more like "Ah, this lady's kind of a bitch and she's pissing me off but no for her it's you know it is what it is. It is what it is. And she's like, okay, well, you're a washed up been, and I don't believe any of your performance when you're on stage, because she can tell when somebody's lying, and when her, 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 her when the performance is not authentic, she's, like, able to tell. And I was like, this is just such a cool superpower. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, I, kinda I wish, wish I had, had it. I know. Well,
1: you're a mom. I feel like it's pretty honed. <laughs> well, that is for my kids, but... <laughs> I know
2: them pretty well. (laughs) They're also not very good liars.
1: They're terrible. They're like, "Hey, can you turn around so I can like do this (laughs) thing that I'm not allowed to do? You won't see me, and therefore I didn't really do it."
0: (laughs) That's how that works, right? Yes, yes, that's how that works. (sighs) Watch
1: this magic trick, and they'll show me something in their hand. in In Ellie does this, she puts something in her hand. And then she reaches the hand behind her head, and her other hand also goes behind her head. And then she brings the first hand back. She's like, where did it go? <laughs> like, you're a shitty magician, kid.
0: I don't
3: know.
1: It sounds like genius to me. <laughs>
0: uh, so, what Terrible you guys watching? musician.
1: Magician, not musician. She can't. She can't really play any music either. Nobody should. I'm sorry. That's terrible. I love music. I really do. And I'm sure there are
3: lots love of mu- wonderful musicians music, that people date.
0: Hate musicians.
3: I just didn't. It wasn't a positive experience,
0: and that's that. <sighs> Hopefully, he doesn't listen to this show.
3: I I really, if I had an ex that was listening to this show,
0: Crying I would ask them kindly right to now. go away. <laughs> oh. Right. You gotta
2: find the shitty musicians. That's where it's at.
0: Yeah, that's it.
1: <laughs> uh, all right, well, Dearest, would you like to go next?
2: Sure, fire the walk not. I would like to talk about Sweet Tooth. Because that show finally came back after, what, two years? Two, two and a half years? It was a long-ass time. It was a very long break. It was such
1: a long time that I forgot, like, (laughs) that I cared about it.
2: I forgot it existed. I remembered really liking season one and only kind of remembering what it was about because it was was a long time ago. A lot of life has happened in the last two and a half years. A lot of life Mm -hmm. and a lot of TV. Um... But I was really excited to have it back, because I remembered really liking it, and I was glad that it got a, a second season. Because, you know, it's one of those things that it was very interesting and it would suck if it uh, didn't have any closure. So, uh, it came back, it was very good, it uh, didn't take long for me to kind of slide back into, oh, this is why, this is what's going on, this is who these people are, this is kind of what's, what's what, what has happened and how we got here. Um, so that, that didn't take me too long to to get the details at least most of them back floating in my head. Um if anybody hasn't seen or heard of this show before, it's a Netflix series based on a uh, a comic book that I have never read because I really <coughs> don't care for the art style. Um but the show is is the, the the premise is extremely fascinating. It's a it's a post-apocalypse thing, um but that it's not zombies. So, yay. Uh, At some point, there was some sort of virus that starts killing everyone, but at the same time, uh, kids started being born as, like, animal hybrids. Like, you know, this kid's, like, half turtle, and this kid's half monkey or whatever. It's uh, it's pretty weird. And a lot of those kids can't talk, like, they have, you know, uh, they just are physically incapable of speaking. Uh, But there was one kid that was part deer, and he can talk, and... Uh he was pretty awesome and he meets this dude who calls Big Man and Big and he likes chocolate so the big guy calls him Sweet Tooth and his real name's Gus. But it's 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 all a good time. It's very, very fascinating. Um it's very comic booky, the villains like this dude with these red sunglasses and a really thick ass beard. Uh <laughs> he's he's actually a really great villain. Um but it was a fascinating show. It was um there was a certain degree that was I don't know about missing is the right word, but there was something that I missed about season one, or at least what made season one so uh, memorable to me was just how endearing this little kid who plays Gus is. Um, Mm. and The way they showed him experiencing joy and like listening to music for the first time, like even though like the circumstances of the world he lives in are so terrible, he's such like a naturally joyous kid. And He didn't get to do much of that this season because he's put into, like, really awful situations. Um, But then towards the end of the season, there was, like, you got to see him play and be a kid for a few minutes. And I was like, oh, yeah. That's why. Like, this kid's great. (laughs) I think that's why I feel so much for him as a character because, like, you have that in his past and you really just want him to wind up being okay um he's a
1: really interesting protagonist because the in the world of this show the uh they call it the crumble like when society fell apart and a bunch of people died um happened when he was a baby and he like this guy he calls his dad that wasn't really his dad like ran away with him and raised him in in the wilderness in yellowstone and so like he has no concept of what anything was like before
2: yeah so it's it makes it a It gives him a pretty interesting perspective. Um, Also made him kind of
3: annoying to me in the first season, because if I'm not mistaken, he kept running off and not listening when he was supposed to. (laughs)
2: Yes. (laughs) That that is specifically called out towards the end of the season, when he's finally reunited with Big big Man. He's like, you're not going to run off on me. And it's like, when would I ever do that? He's literally every time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Every episode, kid. Every episode.
2: But he did a lot of growing up, and he he definitely grows out of that, and, um, you know, this is pretty wonderful. Uh, I, I was extremely happy that at the very end, like right after the last episode, there's just a big old splash on the screen, like, don't worry, season three's coming. <laughs> <laughs> third okay. and final season it's already been renewed you're good you're clear it's, it's <laughs> like, coming we're working on it this is what we have to do now as
1: netflix seeing as we had such a terrible reputation for canceling good things
2: yeah mid-run netflix, netflix euthanizes everything and it's like now we have to po- like publicly advertise as soon as possible no no this show you like will get a conclusion so it's getting one third and final season which i am thrilled for because I think that's the perfect amount of this show. Um I just I just love it when shows get endings, you know?
4: Mm, it's yeah. it's
2: always a good thing when a show gets to end on its own terms and and, and, and wrap things up. And I'm very, very happy about it. I, I just had a blast watching it. I was really, really happy to, to have it back and yeah, obviously between bouts of Letter Kenny and uh <laughs> I think that was most of what we've been watching. I mean Star Trek Exchange New Worlds came back, but our our source was was busy elsewhere, so we haven't had had a chance to catch season two yet. It, there's a couple there.
0: I put Wonderful. a couple. I put the, I I I got you. I got you. Boo.
2: I'm oh, looking forward to it. It's secret Invasion started, but
0: <laughs> that's also the first really one. It's too uh, that, yeah. i i had no idea that that was happening and I'll, i i don't know why i didn't know that that was going to be a show i thought that was going to be a movie i
2: think nobody does because uh the it just came out today that it's got the second lowest uh views viewership of any marvel thing ever i uh, didn't
3: know about it either except, and i was I don't actually think anyone looking really
2: knows it it's happening or really what it is like mcu's in a weird spot right now um I'm I'm very curious how this is all going to shake out because they've like delayed a handful more of the the projects. I think a couple things are getting getting canceled, and I think that's a good thing. I think they were, I think they went way too hard for way too long. This this post uh, Thanos phase was like all those TV series mm-hmm. and and like Thor Love and Thunder was a big letdown to a lot of people. It was like
0: well, on top went, of that, we got the writer strike going and. You know, they can't do yeah, re and, and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah,
2: now we've got the writer strike, and... <clears throat> oh, boy. Oh, but speaking of superhero stuff, real quick, uh, Mrs. is gonna be Lois Lane. I'm so happy. It's such great casting.
1: <laughs> it, re- it really is excellent news. Is that, oh.
0: I So, that's not who I saw. That. I guess it, it, I saw one of those, you know, postings on Facebook where it was probably just a possible casting, and I was like, oh, I didn't recognize any of those people, so... I guess
2: Yeah, there's been a lot of fan casting for that, but just like a few hours ago, um uh, James Gunn, you know, made it official that it's a what Rachel Brosnahan, I think is her name. Brosnahan? Brosnahan, um uh, as Lois Lane and some dude I've never heard of as Superman, but he like he looks like Superman. Like his face looks like Superman. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. Um but what she's she's for? great. She's perfect for that. Superman she's such an energetic and like she's got that presence that like uh what's her face from the brandon routh one did her uh, kate bosworth like she never really had that and like uh what's what's her name um uh, amy adams
4: yeah mm-hmm. she's. i love
2: amy adams but holy cow was she miscast in that role yep that was like i mean she's wonderful i think she's fantastic but holy cow she did not work in that in that particular role <laughs>
1: You yeah, need the certain, like, Catherine Hepburn energy for Lois Lane. Like, right, sassy uh-huh. broad.
2: Yes, you need... That's the energy. And she's got that. <laughs> just, oh you gosh, know who I else has good. it?
1: Haley Atwell.
2: Yeah. Yes.
4: Yeah,
1: But she's British and busy being in Mission Impossible.
3: <sighs> it's fine, as long as she's getting work, because I just want to stare at her
1: forever. She's so <laughs> perfect. I love her so much.
2: I'm so sad that they killed her off in... And- Multiverse of Madness. If anyone from the Illuminati could have made it out of that scene alive, it should have been her. <sighs> yes. It Tragedy. Well,
1: yes. When?
3: And What was Multiverse <laughs> of Madness again? Oh, that was the Quantumania one?
4: No, the no, Multiverse
0: of no. Madness is Doctor Strange. Strange. They too went to, that's too many. And you saw uh, the Professor X from Our X-Men. and
3: Oh, that's right. Yeah.
0: Black Bolt and was fan, from fan
2: casted uh, Mister Fantastic yeah. got turned into spaghetti. Black Bolt from the <laughs> shitty ass TV show got his head exploded. Yeah, like that was great. They were like, "Here's your fan service. Now let's kill him." <laughs> 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 they fucking brutally murdered everyone. But I was so sad that she died. She was so great. Indeed, live action Captain Carter. Give me that shit.
1: Ah, <sighs> exactly. Now Do it now. Always. <laughs> Well, she's going to be in What If season two, though, right? Oh, I'm sure she is. So good, more Haley Atwell, more gooder. <laughs> Just forever. Um, well, I'll wrap up our our roundabout with uh, I watched the last season of Never Have I Ever, which is a Netflix like teen dramedy. Um, I read somewhere, I think it was NPR described it as like the teen show we wish we had growing up like people our age the elder millennials and whatnot Um, because it really kind of handles things that other teen shows that were around when we were that age like glossed over or didn't handle well or didn't address at all mm-hmm. Um or just you know certain things were played up for drama and like real people would never behave that way the show is very, um, very realistic, very, like, you really believe that these people are teenagers and act how they would act. Uh, except there's one guy who I recently learned is like 30, which, you know, seems pretty standard for teen shows. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But it, it turns out he's like the only one on that show who's actually way older than he's supposed to be. Um, But they did a great job of kind of you know doing a lot of character growth and and showing like a a full circle arc for for the main characters from where they started to where they ended up um couple of people kind of got characters got like side characters got kind of shuffled off and didn't have a lot to do in the last season just because they had a lot of stuff to wrap up Mm-hmm. Um, with the more main characters, one thing that really bugged me is like the main character's dream was to go to Princeton, mm-hmm. and they live in California. So, like the school organized this trip to the East Coast for a bunch of students, like whatever, or seniors. But it's weird that they, I don't know, <laughs> um, to, for a bunch of the seniors to go visit colleges. <laughs> on the east coast so they go to new york and like somebody's going to columbia and somebody's going to go up to connecticut and see yale and and she's like oh i'm going to princeton (laughs) um but the students are all and the chaperones are based in new york so the one girl goes to princeton and then the other characters are in new york doing stuff and then like their stuff ends up not working out and they're like Let's go visit her down at Princeton. And they make it act like, oh, she just had to cross the river and it's right there. Mm-mm. They were staying Uh-oh. in Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> Princeton's over here. And they're like, boop, oh, took us a half hour and we got here. Like, that's yeah. not how that works. Yep.
0: That's true movie TV magic right there.
1: <laughs> Some minor detail really, really bugged me. And then the girl who, you know, she ended up getting into and going to Princeton and the guy she was into, uh, got into Columbia, and they're like, we can still date. I'm like, you can, but... Mm. <laughs> uh, I mean, I lived in North Jersey and dated a guy in Brooklyn, and that, that worked out, but it was uh, there was a lot of traveling.
4: <laughs> you know
0: Chris can hear you, right? He's here. <laughs> Shh. That was <sighs> me.
2: I was, I was the guy in Brooklyn. He oh, in-
0: sorry. Sorry.
1: <laughs> anyway. Um, but I felt like it wrapped up pretty well, at least for the people that you cared the most about. Um, and I would recommend uh, recommend the show overall. It's a Mindy Kaling joint, um, and I felt like I feel like that's a good role for her to like be more of a showrunner for a show like this that featured like an Indian main character. Mm-hmm. rather than like being in her own show because the i mean i i don't know if anybody else remembers the mindy project like it was good but it was just like too much mindy Kalen.
0: yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, even a little so, bit of mindy Kalen is too much mindy Kalen for me like well, she's a lot
1: she's a lot and so like feeling her influence like writing on the show and and you know guiding the production i was like This is the right amount of Mindy Kaling, like, using her star power such such as it is to get a project like this made. I feel like this is a very good call. So Uh, with
3: that evaluation of the hmm. show, do you think it's something that you would want to show your kids when they're old enough? Or do you think this is like, because you're saying, like, we all said it was something we wish we had as kids. Do you, or when we were growing up? I,
1: um, it's a good question. I I hesitate to say whether or not I would show it to them, only because by the time they're teenagers, I feel like things will be different than Mm. they are now. Mm. I mean, not that different. It's only fucking three years away for John. Good Lord. Help me.
4: (gasps) I know. Ow, that hurt my back. (laughs)
1: Shh. I guess, I mean... I think overall, I think it has good messaging, and I I wouldn't object to it. Um, but I might I do feel like they might think by the time, especially Ellie gets to be a teenager, that she would be like, "This show is old, mom." Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: it's from the early two thousands. Ew.
1: <laughs> it's a, from the early twenty twenties.
0: It's a period
2: piece, children. <laughs> <laughs> I, at least not from the late nineteen hundreds. Just- I mean, still. Speaking
1: of feeling old, I just recommended a book to someone, and it is set in the 1960s, and I was like, I know you're not a big fan of novels, but it's set in the 60s, so technically it's historical fiction.
0: (laughs) Oh (laughs) my god. God,
1: Jesus. Ow. (laughs) I mean, I'm not wrong, but also, ow.
0: (laughs) Ow, ow, owie, ow.
1: I was at a (sighs) convention
3: this past weekend, and I was tabling next to a 19-year-old Let me tell you how tired I was after being around this girl. And I invited her out to dinner because she was a really sweet girl. She was great. Um, But but,
0: she's 19.
3: Yeah, there was a point where she was talking about somebody, and she's like, Oh, this guy was so old. He was like 40. And I was like, know your fucking audience man
0: bitch I would slap that face know your audience
3: I was like everybody at this table is like definitely older than 35 you are the only person here the only person that is under 30 like mm, try again um Mm. but it was so funny like yeah everybody after dinner was over uh, everybody who stayed behind that was from the older Fred group was like I'm so tired right now. (laughs) We were all like, man, is this what it feels like getting old? And I was like, all I can say is I'm really happy to be in my thirties surrounded by people in their thirties because I don't think I would ever want to relive that age.
0: There was a point in time when we first moved down here that that was not the case. Yeah. Like you had a tendency just like I normally do. Like I, my friend groups had always been outside. Once I got out of high school, I was always associating with younger people because like I was a manager of Hollywood video and all the They all worked for you. Yeah. Like that (laughs) that's it. They worked for me. Um but when we moved down here, man, the group of friends that you Well, yeah, when I
3: initially moved down here, there was like this couple that I befriended and I was trying so hard to make it work because I was lonely and like I just wanted to be cool with the fact that like she was significantly younger but I was like I have younger siblings and they're dope like I'm sure it'll be fine I can make this work and eventually like the friendship just completely fell apart and I first of all I'm not accustomed to friendships that I have like legitimately falling apart because like I work really hard on those friendships but also like it was just so odd because I was like wow I just you're just like kind of awful like I just couldn't do it and then her boyfriend like he was so sweet and he fucking ghosted me and i was like
0: but that's that's children that's the problem it's not i I, I don't think it's personal it's just how the younger generation kids these days man
3: that's a
0: horrible thing
3: yeah fucking kids these days (laughs)
0: Mm -hmm.
1: damn kids get off my lawn lawn. (laughs) yeah Anyway, we're all old, so we need a break before we get into the second half of the episode. So we'll be back after these messages.
2: Hi, everyone. Chris here. Podcast listening is free, but podcast creation is not. That's why the Geekade Patreon exists. In an effort to help us pay the bills, we've got a Patreon page set up where you can gain access to our monthly podcast topic schedule, get early access to many of our shows, and more. If you'd like to help support Geek Aid and keep these shows running week after week, head over to the Geekade Patreon page, linked in the show notes of this very podcast.
1: And we're back uh welcome back um, tonight we're talking about the show uh netflix show called kunk on earth so uh for those who don't know the car- i and i didn't know this before today when i researched it to be perfectly honest uh the character of philomena kunk started out as part of uh in 2013 as part of a show called charlie brooker's weekly wipe which seems to be britain's answer to the daily show
2: mm-hmm.
1: um and this yeah, uh tracks <laughs> yeah uh it makes a lot more sense now when you know that so uh that led to her having a spin-off special with this character in 2016 kunk on shakespeare uh and then to having some mini series on bbc2 where kunk took on british history uh current events in 2019 and now the history of the world um so it's like a mockumentary series um this The Kunk on Earth initially aired in Great Britain in September 2022 and uh, was released on Netflix in January this year. Uh, The title character is a supposed documentarian who takes the audience on a tour of human history from its beginning until modern day, but she seems to not actually have a single clue about anything she's talking about. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, She interviews a lot of uh, actual historical experts in character, and somehow everyone, mostly, manages to keep a straight face. Uh Diane Morgan who plays Kunk is also a writer on the show and has been nominated for numerous Baftas on the role and apparently all of America has just been sleeping on this woman until now. Um I picked this cuz my Netflix algorithm did an awesome job in recommending this show to me and I laughed my way all- right through all five episodes oh. really quickly in a week. Uh <laughs> but I want to know what you guys thought of Kunk on Earth in the beginnings.
2: Uh, all right, so um, I thought immediately that it was like watching the Daily Show, it was just like those interstitials of like uh. what they do on the Daily Show. So when you said that it's kind of like from a show like that, yeah, that tracks. I, I loved it.
0: I got between
2: I, two ferns vibes, and then I cut him off again. <laughs> so I'm gonna wait for him to talk and cut him off. Again. Right, there
0: go. <laughs> <Murray>.
1: <laughs> <Are> you <now>? go, <laughs> Murray. How are you now? Couldn't you?
0: Couldn't you? I'm a little upset that Philomena Kunk is not a real person. Like I did not know that. Like it's, I'm a little upset by that. Um, but as we were watching, like at the very beginning of the episode, where she is talking to the, I, I get, I I get uncomfortable for people. Like I have that weird thing. So uh, the awkward comedy sort of makes me feel weird. But I, as as the episode progressed, I'm like, these people are in on it. They have to be in on it. They're not. And and. I'm just going, you know, you've seen Between Two Ferns with Zach Galifianakis where he just fucking destroys the person that is sitting in the chair opposite him. That's what I I felt I was watching. And this is the first time in a long time that I've written down more than one quip to say at the beginning of the episode because there was so many funny (laughs) lines in this show. And they came so fucking fast it was so entertaining
3: how did Egyptians just build the pyramids did they start at the top
0: is there a great <laughs> roof of china <laughs> I'm sorry, my, uh, my- it's
1: hard to believe that i'm standing in one of the first cities and that's because i'm <laughs> not because it's in iraq and that's miles away and i'm fucking dangerous <laughs> <laughs> my
0: favorite one. i actually like volcano which is latin for angry mountain <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> that was so great when um, she was talking about pompeii and she's like we've learned that they were all gray and apparently they just laid around
1: a lot And i was like jesus christ and their houses were very dusty
3: <laughs> holy fuck
1: yes very very inappropriate so evan has said that he thinks the interview people have to have been in on it and angie you said you don't think they are no
3: they're not i even looked it up because i was so sure yeah It's they're literally just told like, Oh, the BBC wants to interview you for something, but I have a feeling once they're in it, they kind of know what's going on and they're just going with it. There was only one
0: guy, that I was like, yeah, this guy is not in on it. And it was the one with anal bleaching, where he actually looked around <laughs> at everybody that else in the room. He's so <laughs> like, "Is this a real question?"
4: But everybody
0: else actively <laughs> answered her questions, like as if she was a cho- like like a little kid asking a question kind of thing. That dude with the giant white beard, he was amazing. <laughs> <laughs>
3: i yeah i really loved when she was talking about pipes in the brain like (laughs) and then and then the guy managed to be like actually you're breaking it down into two philosophical like interesting (laughs) and i was like wow way to recover
0: (laughs) ah very entertained Um,
1: so it's interesting that you say uh angie that the people were not in on it because i i mean and i'm reading this on in the trivia on imdb so Mm. i don't know that that's the most accurate source but Mm. uh it says that the experts do know that it's a mock interview but they're asked to take the questions seriously and be respectful really where was the one hold on Uh, (laughs) there was there was
3: something that i was looking at
0: uh, and we're told to treat her like an ignorant child. That's child, exactly yes. what I got. <laughs> Perfect. Spot on.
1: <laughs>
3: See, I like, thought it was thing- I, I thought it was that they like they knew that it wasn't what was it? Well the one that I was reading said that they didn't know they knew that it was an interview that it that it was gonna be like a a fictional host, but they didn't know that it was gonna be that ridiculous like they weren't primed with the questions
1: or they primed with the questions what was it saying i i don't know that that part isn't clear that just that they're aware that it's like a a character doing a bit and to play along okay (sighs) (sighs) but um I, it it does give me Daily Show vibes as well, and before I knew that, like it just kind of made me wonder more about the Daily Show interviews than these. Like, how do how do they get those people to do those interviews yes. <laughs> on the Daily Show?
0: Yeah, yeah, and and that was like that's why I felt like they were in on it because like if these if it is to be true, like that like they these are real professional. People like like historians and and senior lecturers and like like important people <laughs> and they're sitting here across very from, smart
1: yeah, academics
0: <laughs> professor of public <laughs> engagement come on now so it's it's really well done um and i was, i totally believe that she was uh, like like this was not an act like she was just a real person just taking herself her, her that, that character to eleven kind of thing. So.
1: <laughs> I really love her now. I want to go and watch the other ones.
0: Yeah, yeah. particularly I would definitely the Shakespeare be
1: in one. Watching
2: more, but I could not marathon this. It was just too. <laughs> it was too much.
1: <laughs> we finished it, and I was so pleased that he was laughing through it. Mm. um and i turned to him and i said like if i knew you if i didn't know that you wanted to like keep this one episode fresh in your mind for the podcast i'd suggest we would keep going and watch more and he was like i don't i don't think i could do that (laughs) yeah and i I don't know to be fair to be fair (laughs) fair, (laughs) i watched them on like different days Mm -hmm. um (laughs) but i don't i i think i could
0: we had to actively wound the episode at least three times and one of them was during the map there was a map on screen did you guys do that on the top left corner there was an arrow pointing to the left and it said other country where the red sea was it said red sea then and then it said blue sea like
3: (laughs) said bottom right (laughs) in the bottom right corner (laughs)
0: like it, it was there was so much speed in this in this episode that i don't think i could watch and and it like it was a little tiring by the end of it, not in a bad way. Like I was, a, I was a comedy exhausted, which is a good, good thing. I have, it's been, a, it's been, a, you know, it's, it's Letter Kenny. Letter Kenny yes. is that. Also,
3: that. I wanted to confirm that I did. I finally googled. I found the article that I had referenced very quickly, and I had missed part of it. um But it uh. said that the experts don't know what she's going to say, but they know that it's that she's that they know it's a comedy show, but they're told that it's to answer the questions in earnest.
0: And why did they hate cows so much?
1: <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, and it was released years before Belgian techno anthem, Pump Up the Jazz.
0: <laughs> Apparently that's guys, a running gag in all five episodes.
1: <laughs> yes, they, they and it gets fucking funnier every fucking time.
2: <laughs> I was watching that. I was like, did they digitally remaster this music video specifically for this show? Seems that way. Because, like. <laughs> it's it's real cleaned up. it Looks real good. Looks good, and like I don't think anybody else is doing that for any other reason. So.
1: Well, they paid for it, and they're getting their money's worth because they used it every every time. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, and it, it really. I mean, I've watched the whole series. It 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 does not. There's no drop off.
0: Which is so like here's the thing. Like they covered a huge t- chunk of time in the first episode. Mm -hmm. like how there's not like if they continue at this breakneck speed they're going to be done with all of history by like episode three kind of thing
1: yeah there's i mean there is only five episodes of the series but they do like the uh the the the, the second episode is like mostly about religion and you know Mm. all the different religions got you the renaissance is the third episode the Industrial right. Revolution is the fourth, okay, and then slow down a bit. The all right, fifth good. is like the modern oh. age, <laughs> but it does get to be like, you know, it does it, it does take a very brisk pace, which I think is good because if they were if they slowed down at all, like,
0: did they I don't use think their it would work as front well. Legs to make the tools, or did they use their back legs? <laughs> 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 they
1: might have used their front legs, or hands
0: and arms as we call them. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's it's Invented it's weird how a character like this is like you don't see this very often where a, a caricature of a human becomes the the host because like it could go very poorly very quickly especially in a situation like this cuz this is this is borderline cringy in, in if it's done incorrectly (laughs) so even
3: being done correctly i still felt like it had cringy moments one my one criticism of it was just that it feels like it's one liner after one liner and like i understand that you know it's a mockumentary it's a comedy like i get all of that but there were points where i was like it's sort of like when you're making a comic book and you fill a page with too many panels, you need to give the room, like you need to give room for the eyes and the brain to breathe and just like settle for a second. And the show's so fast that like, you don't get that.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I can see that.
3: Like even in Letterkenny, you know, they have their really great moments of quips and then they'll have a moment that slows down a little bit and then they'll start up again. That kind of thing I think is really important for the pacing, but I think it's just that I'm not accustomed to this sense of, like, this specific humor. So, like, this is probably perfectly normal to somebody else. Um, But but that was, like, my only criticism. However, I do feel like I'm going to end up going back and watching the rest of the episodes because I did actually enjoy this. And we laughed through the whole episode. That's good.
0: Even (laughs) Um, after
1: rewinding it, (laughs) laugh again. (laughs) (laughs) To your point, Evan, about, like, things being, like, borderline too cringy, there is... (laughs) they make a joke out of it in the second episode which is all about religion there are certain things where like she's like i would go into more detail but the lawyers say i'm not allowed (laughs) Okay, (laughs) because certain certain religions can't take a joke amazing so perfect
0: it's it it was actually uh, it was a, a lot of fun and it was refreshing and like when you request like when you suggested this no idea what we were getting into i watched the I, I get like the opening sequence i guess you would call it where she's explaining what the show is gonna be but like i i watching that opening sequence you're like this, this can't this can't be the whole show this can't be real like because of the things that she was saying and then add in the the professionals like this can't be real and it was and it was fantastic i'm glad you suggested it thank you so much it was a lot of fun
1: you're very well good pick and i'm i'm really glad that everybody enjoyed it uh because my last pick was a bummer and so i'm glad to be <laughs> have my reputation restored
0: yeah, it's it has been out for
1: chris is looking like what was your last pick it was the winchester's
0: Oh, yeah.
1: (laughs) Which has since been cancelled. Yep. Yep.
3: (laughs) And not for nothing, Karen, if you hadn't picked it, I think I probably would have, so.
2: I mean, it it, it had to be done. It's just like, you know, when we watch a bad movie on our movie (laughs) podcast, sometimes it has to be done.
3: (laughs) This is a sacrifice we make for pop culture.
0: That reminds me.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Don't ever watch Young Einstein. Oh my! Oh my God! God.
0: Did I didn't tell you. Um, okay, a, a total side note. There was um, at the at the show. You were this is while you were there, and I, I forgot to re- tell you. A kid came up to the booth, and he was talking to me. He was wearing a, um, a shirt that had an image of. Uh, Fucking what's barbie's boyfriend ken ken, ken? The, the movie version of ken i'm like that's a really interesting shirt dude he goes yeah me and my friends we're gonna go all out together we're gonna watch the barbie movie and then um watch the there's a new movie a new movie coming out about the guy who uh created the Atta bomb. um shit mm.
2: oppenheimer, oppenheimer. oppenheimer. Yep. Yeah, yes. i've been seeing a lot of people talk about doing back-to-back Okay. Oppenheimer and Barbie movie all
0: right and that's, that's fine a weird mix. do whatever you need to do go have fun and I said if you enjoy the theory of of that movie and you want to see more about it you should really watch young Einstein <laughs> and he's like what's that and I'm like oh it is a tour de force it is about a young <laughs> Australian Albert Einstein who You're split a person who split the first Adam to create the bubbles for beer, and he looked at me. He goes, "That sounds amazing." And I went, "It truly is." And then he's like, "Hey, I'm going to check that out." I'm like, "Yeah, the, the lead actor's name is Yahoo Serious. So should check that out." He goes, oh, "Cool, thank you." And then he left. And then I turned to the the, the neighbors. And I went, "I am such an asshole." <laughs>
2: <laughs> Absolute. You, you should you should be imprisoned for that. <laughs>
0: You'd be lucky if you're lucky, I man oversold that shit so much. <laughs> I was bored. He wasn't buying t-shirts. What do you want me to tell you?
2: That <laughs> you're a better
1: human than that, but I honestly don't want you to tell nope. me that.
0: Nope, nope, nope. Kid got what he deserved. Didn't buy a shirt. <laughs> yeah.
1: The moral of the story: If you see Evan at a con, don't listen to
0: any of his recommendations
3: or buy a
1: shirt
0: and <laughs> right? help. I be mean, nice if you buy you. a shirt, I will help you out as much as I possibly if can. If you
1: see Evan at a con, just buy a shirt. <laughs> buy <two>. That's true. <sighs> I, I have to say I appreciate the uh, the Darth Vader shirt that you gifted to Chris. I, yeah. I thought that was great.
4: There
0: was so there was another one that I really okay. So the 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 company that I work for is T Turtle, and there's two sides to that company. There's the regular stuff that I was selling this weekend, and then there's fandoms, which is all of our licensed product. And there is one shirt. And all of the shirts that I actually sell at the booths are convention exclusives. So I can't order them from the website. So like, if I see something at a show and I like it, I I buy it there. There was one that I wanted to get for Chris, um, but the version on the website was slightly different and it was less funny because the one that I saw is is Anakin with his back to camera and... um, uh, He's looking at Obi Wan, and Obi Wan is saying to him, "It's over, Anakin. I have the high ground." And he is floating above him with balloons attached to him, and it's all <laughs> chibi looking, and it is so goddamn adorable. <laughs> and that's the shirt I really wanted, but I couldn't get a hold of it. It wasn't available, so I got you oh, the. Nuts. It was. It was. It was Dad's day, so try to get you a little something, something, and your birthday. So there you go. Love me oh, some T-Turtle. Thought that counts.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday, Chris. Happy birthday. All of us and all of our listeners. Uh, for your birthday, I got you the opportunity to read a spiel.
2: Oh, well, thank you. Hey Heyo. <laughs> this week's episode is not filmed before a live studio audience, but it is fueled by feedback from listeners like you, and you can get in touch with us in a multitude of ways. We have an official Geekade Discord, where there's an entire This Week's Episode channel dedicated to all things TV talk. And of course, the regular Geekade social media accounts linked to in the show notes. The four of us can be found in various ways. I'm available on Twitter at GeekadeChris. Chris. That's Geekade K-R-I-S. And you can read my work at StoneAgeGamer.com and in the pages of Nintendo Force Magazine. Karen, where can people find you?
1: You can find me at S T M Stitches on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, TikTok, and Etsy.
2: What about you, Angie? Where can people find you?
1: Just
3: go to my website. Everything's there. It's AngelaFernot.com.
0: And Evan, where can people find you? Um, geekade underscore Evan. We're going to start paying attention to that again. Godspeed. Mm-hmm. If
2: you need to know more about any of the shows we discussed tonight or what we'll be watching in the future, have a look at our show notes. And if you have any other questions at all, we can always be reached at mail at geekade.com. Just include the words this week's episode, the subject line, so we know who you're trying to reach. This show is available anywhere, find podcasts or stole, sold, including <laughs> Apple Podcasts. Spotify, no longer Stitcher because Stitcher's closing down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was wild. I just got an email about that earlier today, so I'm going to go ahead and update my script to take Stitcher off the list. So Honestly, long, Stitcher.
3: I feel like you could just update your script to be like, go wherever you go for podcasts, because if they're listening to us, they <laughs> already have a place. <sighs>
2: Yeah, but then I don't get to say things like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and more. And wherever you decide to listen, please like, comment, subscribe, and leave reviews, because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, as always, keep your eyes on geekade.com for more fresh original content. Back to you, Karen.
1: Yes, back to me. And next next month, our uh, chooser of our homework will be Angie. So take it away, Angie. All
3: right, y'all. So... As you know, I love me some Witcher, and it's coming back, baby. So uh, the homework is to get current on whatever episode is available, but if you can't, we're going to make Season 3, Episode 1 the main topic of discussion, and if we get further than that because, you know, life happens and we have busy schedules, uh, then we will celebrate that and talk about it. But if we don't, we're going to at least do that.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Sounds good. I cannot wait to get back into The Witcher. Oh, man, that Henry Cavill. He Mm -hmm. uh, would not get kicked out of my bed for
2: eating crackers. (laughs) That's the last season of him. I'm so sorry. I know. It's very bad. I'm going to replace him with, like, discount Thor. (laughs) Yeah. Uh,
0: Discount Henry Cavill?
3: (laughs) I was, like, very opposed to it the last time we talked about this. And I'm just going to say, I'm trying to be better and keep an open mind, but... Mm. I just don't know if I'm going to like
0: any I'll give it a else. shot. I it's just gonna got, happen.
2: I, I'll give it a shot. I just he's got to master the word fuck. And I don't mean like he's got to get good at it. I mean he needs to master it. Henry Cavill is an artist with the word fuck. I yes. know. Yes.
1: And if he doesn't, we're just all going to pretend that the show ended at season 3. Yeah, basically. <laughs> well, uh, that's a bummer of a note to go out on, but hey, maybe <laughs> We'll just focus on how great Henry Cavill is and the fact um, that we're going to be
3: watching him on screen. You know, we get oh, with perks.
0: So, wait, Henry Cavill, he, you have you seen him in, in the uh the the Mission Impossible se- fight scenes that he's doing that they keep showing? Yeah, on?
1: I've seen the like behind the scenes videos. Okay,
0: so there is a scene where he is in a bathroom fighting Tom Cruise and they he they're beating the ever-living shit out of each other and they're, at one point there is like a pause and he uh, like aggressively approaches Tom Cruise but he does this weird sort of short punch and it looks like he's like cocking his arms like to go kick the ever-living shit and it was it's amazing everybody needs to watch that because that is true artistry right there in a fight scene I think,
3: I think he did cock his arms because yeah. he's that much of a badass he he's is. got the yes. lethal weapons just the forearms well i think that
1: is gonna do it for all of us here at this week's
2: episode
1: i'm karen i'm
0: angie i'm evan
2: you'd have seen right up their bum holes (laughs) (laughs) good night
0: (laughs) and this concludes our broadcast day